0: Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks, I'm your host. Thanks for joining me once again on my drive to work. On this, today is Wednesday morning that I am recording. Thanks for listening, guys. The Lakers, you know, struggling a bit. They got a couple wins in the past week. Let's get into it. All right, guys, since my last episode, the Lakers' big game coming up since I put out my last episode was the game against the Utah Jazz. Now, that game would have been big and exciting if the Lakers were fully healthy, if the Lakers were ready to really compete in that game but they're playing without Anthony Davis they've been playing without Anthony Davis and they struggled they lost that game they got blown out they got blown out bad things were not good they lost I think it was like 114 to 87 it was in the 110s to the 80s I know that for sure so they got smoked the Utah Jazz are good you know I questioned them a little bit earlier uh in the season on whether or not they were legit I've never in my lifetime seen the Utah Jazz really be a legit team you know they've been good they've they've met up with the Lakers in the past in the playoffs you know they've pushed six game series against against Kobe and the Lakers back in 2008 that time range um back when they had Devin Williams and, and AK 47 and Carlos Boozer, you know, so they, they used to be pretty good. Um, but you know, they they've never really been a, a legit contender in my lifetime. And so why would I, you know, why would I believe it now? Especially after last, last year, you know, they pushed Denver to seven games in the playoffs, which is great and all. Um, and they, they easily could have won that series and who knows what they would have done against the Clippers in the playoffs last season, whether or not they would have won. What the, what the Nuggets did to the Clippers in the playoffs was pretty astounding. So it would be surprising that another team would also do that, although the Clippers did kind of fold. So who knows? Utah could have had a chance against them. But, but you know, they they went out in the first round last season. Donovan Mitchell, he's a, he's a great player, but, you know, we haven't seen him really take over. But the team as a whole is, is, is great. You know, I always, for whatever reason, and I think maybe a lot of Lakers fans do this, maybe a lot of even NBA fans do this, but we kind of just brush off the Utah Jazz as, like, maybe they're a good regular season team, but they're not going to do anything in the playoffs or, or something like that. Um, but with Donovan Mitchell playing like, a, like an all-star and Rudy Gobert playing like Defensive Player of the Year, they're a legit team. They're not a team to... Uh, to to balk at by any means you know i i could i would have i would have bet had they gone in the stretch in february when the jazz when they played the celtics with sixers the clippers the bucks and then the lakers uh, at the time i think that was before anthony davis's injury at the time i would have i would have guessed maybe the, maybe the jazz won one of those games or two of those games but they you know they ended up going and sweeping i'm pretty sure they they lost i think one game to the clippers of all those, you know, against the Celtics, the Jazz or the Celtics, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Bucks and the Lakers. I think they only lost one game to to the Clippers and it was a back to back. Like the the Clippers and the Jazz played back to back games. The Jazz won the first game and then the Clippers won the second game. Um so so the Jazz are for real. Um and they're in first place right now. I think they are they're actually... I think they're kind of similar. I was just looking at what the Lakers were. I was comparing the Lakers record this season so far to their record last season, to the Lakers record last season, just to kind of see, like, how far we are and all that stuff. Um, and I think the, the Jazz are actually on pace with what the Lakers were at last season, which is great uh, for them. Um, so, so the Lakers lose to the Jazz. It's one of those things where, honestly, like... I I care a lot about the Lakers winning games, as any Lakers fan does. I get super into the regular season, almost too much into the regular season where, you know, the regular season means, it means a lot in terms of, like, your seeding and all that stuff. You have to take it seriously. But every single little game doesn't matter quite as much as, say, like, in the NFL, right? Like, in the NFL or in college football... Every game matters a lot because you're only playing, you know, like 16 to 17 games in the season. And so every game holds a little more weight. Whereas in the NBA, you lose on a night to the Kings in February. It's not the end of the world. Although it does feel in the moment, in, the, in that day, in that night, it does kind of feel crappy because you want the Lakers to win every game, and especially against teams that they should beat and all that stuff. So that's to say, all that to say is, I, I sometimes care more than I than I should when the Lakers lose dumb regular season games, just because it's just frustrating, right? Um, but against the Jazz, you know, watching that game, I ever since Anthony Davis went out, I just have had a hard time really—not not that I'm having a hard time caring, but it's it's difficult to like put a ton of weight on those losses or even the wins right because I mean the wins feel a little better because they're winning without Anthony Davis but the outcomes of the game either way you just you just know the Lakers aren't at their full potential or at their full strength and so if they when they got smoked by the Nets when they got smoked by the Jazz it's just like I have a hard time really putting too much weight on those losses just because one, it's a regular season game, and we saw how the Lakers were different between the regular season and the playoffs last season, right? Like, I get there was a big break between the COVID shutdown in March and the start of the playoffs in, like, August, or the start of the bubble in August. Um, and even in the bubble, right, like, the, the, the first eight seeding games in the bubble, the Lakers looked awful, Everyone was questioning whether or not the Lakers were, were even going to get past the first round, and so you know you see that difference between what a team looks like and what a team looks like in the regular season and in the playoffs, and especially a LeBron James team. There's a big difference, you know. And LeBron, he's been he's been putting his wearing his heart on his sleeve, going out there every single game, playing like every game matters. And that's to me that's very impressive because you know, in the been past seasons with past teams, he might sit games out or he might just not play hard every game just because he knew it it wasn't worth the energy and all that stuff. But he seems to have a different attitude or different mindset with the Lakers especially this season. And we saw it a little last season with him, but especially this season where he is he's really going out there hard every single night, which I mentioned in past episodes is a little scary because at some point that body's going to break down. Like it just, it's human nature. Bodies break down as they get older, it's going to happen. So it's a little scary to see him going so hard every night, but also at the same time, it's great to see because it's nice to see the superstar on your team, uh, putting out so much effort and really caring and all that stuff for regular season games. But going back to everything, I, I just had a hard time, like really putting a lot of weight on these Lakers losses, to even even the loss to you know they're on my last episode was that the Lakers were on a three game losing streak to the Nets and I'm forgetting the teams but the Wizards was the big one where they lost in overtime where like the Wizards are a bad team they're a bad team even though they have two good players between Bradley Beal and and Russell Westbrook Um, they're they're a bad team and Lakers lose that game It's, it's a bummer but it's just hard to like really put a lot of weight on that, and so the Lakers now. So they lost to the Jazz. You can't be surprised about that since they're missing Anthony Davis, and the Jazz are the best team in the NBA right now, or they're playing like the best team in the NBA right now at least. And that game was crazy. The the Jazz. It's unbelievable how how well teams shoot from three against the Lakers. And like maybe it's just because I'm a Lakers fan, and the Lakers are not that good from three that I'm just not used to seeing teams hit threes or something like that. But I feel like every time the, and I saw a tweet that was, I mean, people always tweet about this, but like, like players become snipers when they play the Lakers. Like they, they just start hitting shots from everywhere. And against the jazz at the end of the first, like half or first quarter, the jazz were shooting 60% from three point line from the three point line, 60%, 60%, six, zero, And the Lakers were shooting like 26%. And they were down by double digits, like 10 or something, right? And it's like the Jazz hit like 17 threes in the first half or something ridiculous, right? It's like if they miss just half of those, it's a tie game. Or the Lakers could be winning. And on the other end, if the Lakers just hit uh, three more threes, it's a tie game, you know? And so it's just like the... There's this weird mix of like if the even without Anthony Davis if the Lakers could become a good three-point shooting team, they would have a lot easier time against some of these teams. But teams just kind of come out and they want to beat the Lakers and and they have the best games of their lives against the Lakers and that's kind of just like how things are. You know, it's and that's a thing I think that's a thing in sports, right? Like it's common for you know, you see like the the Marlins or something like come out and, and beat the Yankees because it's like playing the Yankees is the Marlins world series. They're not going to make the world series, but, but they can play, they're in the same, they you know, they can play the Yankees and, and beat them or, you know, and, and that's how it is with the, with the Lakers. I feel like these teams that are not great teams come out, come out of the woodworks and, you know, Russell Westbrook puts up like 40 points or whatever it is against the Lakers. And It's like, he's not putting up 40 points against the bowls right like um so it's just that's just kind of how things are that's not to make an excuse or anything it's just an observation but the Jazz came out and played an amazing first half and they kept it up and the Lakers just couldn't get into a rhythm and they got smoked so it kind of is what it is it's unfortunate but I'm not I just I can't put that much weight on that loss because they're playing without their second best player their best defender and when you're going up against, base, when you're going up, going again, going up against who the guy that is, I believe he's in first, in, you know, in the running for first place for defensive player of the year, and Rudy Gobert, and you're missing Anthony Davis. Like the Lakers just don't have, and I've talked about this a ton of, you know, the Lakers don't have um, the same rim protection that they did last season. So Rudy Gobert is going to hurt you a lot more this season than he did last season, which is something that I've kind of had to mentally get used to. And um, and I think a lot of Lakers fans have to mentally kind of get used to that. So Lakers lose to the Jazz. It is what it is. Lakers then go on and they beat the Portland Trailblazers. They win that game pretty handedly. I admittedly did not watch the game, but the Lakers... Seemed to play well. They got the win against the Blazers. I think CJ McCollum is still out. So... But, but I mean... I think the Lakers lost. You know... My memory's a little fuzzy on it. I think the Lakers lost to the Blazers earlier in the season. After McCollum went out already. So... Lakers have already lost to the Blazers. They came and they beat them pretty handily. So... Nice win there. And then... Um... They came out and played... The... The Warriors on Sunday. And pretty much destroyed the warriors that game was pretty much over in the fourth quarter so it was nice to see the lakers get a blowout win and to play to play well even without anthony davis so it's like those are the types of games that that do feel good those outcomes that i'm kind of like you know i'm not gonna put more weight on it than not just because it's a regular season game but it feels good to get that that type of win against uh the warriors who the lakers lost the warriors earlier in the season like at the end of regulation they lost by like three points um so they came out and beat them pretty handily. And then last night, the Lakers played the Phoenix Suns and lost that game by 10, 114 to 104. And the Lakers are playing without Kyle Kuzma. They're playing without Marcusall and Anthony Davis. And you know, and since Anthony Davis has been out, Kyle Kuzma has played a bigger role. Marcus Saul has had to play a bigger role. So you lose those two guys or you're you know those two guys are out on top of Anthony Davis and I don't know you just can't like faint you can't you can't hold much weight against games like this where even if it's you know we knew Anthony Davis was was going to be out it's not like LeBron was out but Kyle Kuzma has stepped up this season playing good defense Marcus Gasol is a great just like on court like field general almost like he just knows where to be defensively he can he passes well he facilitates well he he can kind of take a weight off of LeBron in terms of like the the offensive facilitating so you can't you know you're missing those guys and the Suns were so I think before going into the game the Lakers were in second place in the West Suns were third place and we're half a game or a game behind the Lakers. So with that loss, it pushes the Suns up to second place in the West and, and pushes the Lakers down to third place in the West. So you know, I the Suns are a good team. They got Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. They're a good they're a good squad and they will probably make a playoff push. I don't necessarily know that they're a legit finals contender. Just considering the teams that are in the West right now, I mean, at this point, I guess any team that's in the top four seeds in a conference has to be considered a title contender. But, you know, between the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, those, those in my mind are the teams that right now are, are the top contenders. Maybe people have dropped their opinion of the Lakers, um with the Anthony Davis injury you know just because who knows if he re-aggravates it there's a little more risk and 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 whatnot there like if if Anthony Davis is down then the Lakers are not a finals contender which is unfortunate but it's just true Um, same with any team though like if Paul George went down or Kawhi went down for the Clippers they would not be a finals contender if Donovan Mitchell went down for the Utah Jazz they wouldn't be a finals contender and if Devin Booker or Chris Paul went down for the Suns they would not be a finals contender so The Suns and the... It's funny because the Suns and the Jazz are two teams... Well, it's... Actually, let's be honest. I mean, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Suns are all three teams that have never been... real. I mean, I guess the Suns maybe have been a finals contender. Maybe I'm being a little too... too uh, Making too many generalizations. Because... Just because the Suns never went to the finals or won a finals in my childhood doesn't mean they weren't contenders... Um, with Steve Nash, they probably were finals contenders. The Clippers, up until last season, had never been a finals contender. So it's just, it's kind of funny, these three teams that are right now on the top of the West with the Lakers, and they're all kind of, you know, in my mind, they're kind of like baby contenders. Like, they have never really been there, except for maybe the Suns. Um, but we'll see. I, hopefully I don't, hopefully that doesn't, that comment doesn't bring like some weird karma thing into me or something. But the Lakers, yeah, it's just funny like these teams because like I just think of the Suns and I don't think of finals contender even though I know that they have Chris Paul and Devin Booker and they have they they've been playing well. They're obviously in second place, um, but the same. It's kind of the same thing with the Jazz where I don't think of the Jazz as finals contenders because they weren't last season and and they never really have been in my in my lifetime, but. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's it's just like a funny, it's like a mental thing almost that I have to like get used to. But the Suns are, I mean, they beat the Lakers while they were down three of three, solid players. One of them being their second best player, one of them being a starter, and one of them being a starter while AD has been out. So congratulations to the Suns. They beat the Lakers. I don't know. I again it's the same it's just like the same reaction I have to the Jazz and to the Nets like those losses they're disappointing and they're frustrating but it kind of just is what it is we know as Lakers fans we know what the Lakers can do when they're fully healthy the Lakers were looking great when they were fully healthy with Anthony Davis um, especially considering and again we have to remember that a lot of this Lakers team was playing up until mid-October to win the finals and now and they came out off of a few months rest and were one of the you know had were one of the best teams in the league and they still are one of the best teams in the league but like they were one of the best teams record-wise they're winning games they were beating teams you know and so I think that this we're in a little bit of a slump this this season right now just with the injuries and and everything like that and I think things probably might be catching up to them a little bit But, you know, not to make any any excuses. The Lakers need to start hitting shots. They need to hit threes. They need to play defense. And, um, you know, Devin Booker got ejected last night in, like, the third quarter. And it was a close-ish game. It was, like, a seven-point game at the time. And I was like, oh, great. Lakers are going to come back and win now because Devin Booker's not there. And, the you know, the Jazz played well. Or the Jazz. The Suns played well. And they they continued playing well without Devin Booker ended up winning by 10 uh, and a lot of that comes down to the Lakers not being able to hit shots not being able to not being able to create offense without some of their guys that are used to being on the floor and not being able to play defense and and getting stuck with letting leaving guys open behind the three point line and and fouling making dumb fouls and, and things like that you know and it's it's just like the 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 typical I've talked about this before but it's like when you want when you're a championship level team you have to pay attention to the details and I feel like at this point especially given the injuries and like the just having to play with new, different people and, and all that stuff um, the Lakers are struggling to um, just kind of connect and, and pay attention to those details make the right rotations hit shots, things like that, so the Lakers play again tonight, they play the the Sacramento Kings, I don't believe LeBron James will be playing tonight, so the Lakers will be without their two best players, my guess is, I mean, the, the Kings aren't a good team, they have some good players, but they're not a good team, Lakers, even without LeBron and AD, will should be able to make it a close game, but I don't have any, like, High hopes that the Lakers will actually win the game, but it's the last game before the All-Star break. And I think it's a much needed rest for the Lakers coming up to uh, to come back and finish out the rest of the season strong. Alright, and then you know, I was just looking at before this before recording this episode, I was kind of looking out, just comparing where the Lakers were at last season versus this season. So the Lakers now currently as of today on Wednesday, March. Third, um, the Lakers are standing at twenty-four and twelve. They're in third place in the Western Conference. So, all things considered, with how much they've been struggling without AD, not too not too shabby, in my opinion. So the Lakers are thirty-six games into this season. They this season the plan is for there to be seventy-two games instead of eighty-two last season. Given COVID and all that stuff, the Lakers played 71 games. So, in terms of the amount of games played, where the Lakers are at right now, it's a pretty you can it's a pretty uh, even comparison, which is nice. Um, obviously, there's things to consider. There's different factors this season than there were last season. Obviously, there's different team, different players. Um, like I mentioned in the earlier segments, the Lakers are playing off of less rest than most of the NBA in terms of having to play through October and then start up back again in uh, December. And then, I mean, those are the two big, those are the kind of the two biggest factors. But so 36 games into season, the season, Lakers are 24 and 12 at the beginning of March. Last season, the Lakers, when they were 36 games in, the Lakers were 29 and 7 and they were in first place in the West. So they they were, and I think I mentioned this before, is where the, the Jazz this season currently are at that same record, if not very close to it, um, and in first place in the West. So they're kind of on pace with what the Lakers were doing last season in terms of winning and losing. Um, and then this season, the Lakers are, they have five more losses this season than they, than they did last season. And... They've played. They've definitely, definitely played more than five games without Anthony Davis. So, you know, and I don't think I mean Anthony Davis sat out sat out a few games last season just to like rest or or if he had like a minor injury or whatever. But he never missed like I don't think he ever missed back to back games. I could be mistaken, but this is the most since the Lakers uh, acquired Anthony Davis. This is the most that he has sat out or had to sit out. Um, so so given that they're five games back from the pace they were on last season, they're in third place. They are playing without Anthony Davis. They've played at least, let's see, they've played four games just since my last episode, and they played... Yeah, so they've played at least six or eight games, I think, without Anthony Davis. That's just off the top of my head. Um, And they've lost some good teams, which is understandable. And it's uh, in in last season. It's funny because just trying to think back to last year. You know, it's been it's almost been a year since the COVID shutdown of 2020. And at that time, the Lakers had just so the Lakers hadn't really beat any any. Of the good teams in the NBA last season, at the, at this time last year, the Lakers had lost to the Clippers. They had lost to the Bucks. Um, I think they had lost to the Nuggets. Maybe they'd beat the Nuggets. I forget. Um, but they had lost to a lot of the good teams last season. They hadn't. There was the like kind of this narrative going on of of the Lakers are in first place, but can they beat the the good teams in the NBA? Can they beat those the other finals contenders? Um, and the Lakers hadn't really proven that they could, at least not by winning or beating those teams. And right at the beginning of March, the Lakers beat the Bucks by like 10 in Staples Center at Staples Center. I was at that game pretty sick. Um, and then that was on a Friday. And I think on that either, was, was it that Sunday or the next Sunday? I don't know. But it was... Um, I think it was that Sunday. The Lakers played the Clippers. Um, well, they both played at Staples Center. But at Staples Center. And the Lakers beat the Clippers by like 10. So, going into COVID, the COVID shutdown. The Lakers beat the two... what people Who people thought were the best team in the West and, and the best team in the East at that time in the season. And... They, you know, and then before, so the Lakers were on schedule to play the Nuggets, who were who were a good team last season, um, and some other good teams kind of in the middle, in mid-March. And so we were looking forward to that as Lakers fans to kind of, you know, see like the Lakers had beaten the, the Bucks, they had beaten... The Clippers, and then they were gonna go and, and beat the Nuggets again because they they had beat the Nuggets before that back in I think it was in February of last year, um, and the Lakers. So the Lakers, just before the break or just before the shutdown, finally proved that they could they could and would be able to beat those good teams in the NBA. And so flip over to this season, Lakers are at this point at least having played the same amount of games. Obviously, because the start of the NBA season was different last season than this season, the Lakers weren't 36 games in in March. Um, but the Lakers, so different time of the year, but same uh, same amount of games in. Lakers were 29-7. The Lakers now are 24-12. and 12. They... They haven't really. So they lost the Clippers in the opening on opening night. They've they beat the Mavericks on Christmas Day. But aside from that, you know they beat they beat the Nuggets pretty handedly. Uh, they lost the Nuggets. That was the game that Anthony Davis got hurt. Um, but they've lost the Nets. They did beat the Bucks. They've lost to the Jazz. They lost to the Suns, you know, so they have lost they've lost more games to contending teams than they've won games against contending teams, which is not very different than how things were last season either. So when you when you do the comparison of what kind of just like where the Lakers are at now versus where they were last season, considering they won the NBA championship last season, they really aren't too far off. It feels like they're they're further away than they actually are, just because the Lakers, like I said before, they're, the Lakers are in a slump. They're losing. It feels like they're losing more games than they're winning. Um, but they're they're twenty four and twelve, which, can all things considered, really is not that bad. They're third place. They're in. They're behind the Suns by a game. They are behind the Jazz by like, well, if the Jazz only have seven losses, they're behind by like five games, four or five games. So that's a little bit more sizable, but. It really all stems down to when Anthony Davis can come back um, and how healthy he will be. I think it's tough because if Anthony Davis is not 100% or even 90%, it's not really worth bringing him back, in my opinion, because if he aggravates anything and anything becomes worse, if it turns into a strained calf but then it somehow turns into a torn Achilles, then it's not worth it, right? I'd rather have the Lakers struggle a bit in the regular season, be in the third seed going into the playoffs, but have Anthony Davis as close to fully healthy as possible than the Lakers in first or second, but with a brittle team with Anthony Davis struggling um, because – it's going to be tough to it's going to be tough to be a, a one you know I mean being a one seed you get the advantage of being the one seed but at the end of the day like there you're the there's more talent spread throughout the NBA the last two seasons than there may have ever been in my in my lifetime watching the NBA um, and so like we saw last season against with the with the Portland Trailblazers, The Lakers won the series in five, but the Blazers were a good team for an eighth seed, considering, like, most eighth seeds are, you know, below 500 or, like, just not not that great of teams or whatever. I mean, in the West, they're always a little bit stronger than the East, but... But... um, If the Lakers go into the playoffs unhealthy, it's gonna not... It will most likely not bode well for them. So... It's important for Anthony Davis to get the rest he needs um, this all-star break coming up after the game tonight is going to be huge for the Lakers to just get some much much needed rest um, like I mentioned before LeBron James is sitting out tonight's game against the Kings which will be his first game the first game he's missed this this entire season so he's played 36 games straight um, he's been He's been the the main stable for us because we've needed it just given the various injuries and and guys missed because of COVID protocol and whatnot. So hats off to LeBron James. I think tonight is a much-needed rest for him, and then this All-Star break will be hopefully a good way for for the team to recover and come out strong to start the second half of the season. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool.